1: and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling.
0: I'm Richard Mendelo and as always, I'm sitting beside and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my stupendous wingman.
2: Good morning. Thank you, Richard.
0: Thank you for being here. Friends, have you ever wondered why this show is called Courageous Christianity when, by definition, Christianity is courageous? Have you ever heard of real Christianity which was not courageous? Think about the Jesus' Twelve Apostles. In loving obedience to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they stood against all that was understood and popular at the time. Their lives were threatened on a daily basis. They did not seek comfort, nor did they seek worldly wealth. They sought only to deliver on the promise so carefully nurtured in them by Jesus himself. And don't we simply call them Christians? Friends, make no mistake, to stand firm in faith on the edge of darkness is dangerous. It requires faith, understanding intention and discipline if we are not careful we can easily be drug into the darkness at the same time for those brave enough to stand firm it's a place of wonderful opportunity you've heard me refer to this place as the intersection of our faith and the secular world despite what many christians might think it is not meant to be a place of comfort or worldly wealth rather it is a place of struggle which requires courage and love born of gratitude and compassion In every way, it's a place for heroes. This show is about this place and what it takes to navigate this dangerous ground, and we call it Courageous Christianity to differentiate it from the lukewarm Christianity of these present days. And today, we're going to begin a series on heroic faith. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some heroic figures from the Bible through the lens of Courageous Christianity. Some of these characters will be from the Old Testament, and some will be from the New Testament. Some will be Jews. And some will be Christians and Gentiles. Some will be men, and some will be women. But they will all have similar things in common. And it's my hope that by this series, we will see how much we, as courageous Christians, have in common with them. My prayer is that as we look at these ordinary men and women of the Bible who did extraordinary things by faith, we will come to know the hero within each of us. We will call this series, Courageous Faith. Before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, throughout the ages, you have called on your children to be heroic in faith. From Abraham, to Moses, to Ruth, to King David, to your beautiful son, Jesus Christ, and to each of us. As you have called in the trials and circumstances of our lives, so you have walked with us faithfully. We ask you now to reveal the hero in each of us that we may shine a loving light into the darkness and confront the evil of these present troubled times as we walk with you. Help us, O Lord, to reach beyond our circumstances, whatever they may be, and to set an example of faith, righteousness, courage, and commitment that you may be glorified by our actions. We bring our prayers to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Friends, in this first episode of our series, Courageous Faith, we're going to discuss the virtues and character traits that are common to all biblical heroes, and then we will see how much we have in common with them. So, Christy, who comes to mind when I ask you to think of a biblical hero? For you
2: well, I have to say many do, but tops Ruth comes to mind you love Ruth I love Ruth um Joshua, Daniel, David, I can go on
0: nice <laughs> I like it so can a person be a hero in the absence of hardship?
2: well, to answer that question directly, I don't know, but my belief my thought is is that it's through the hardship that they
0: the heroes revealed.
2: The, yeah, that's the way I would try to say it. It's revealed. They don't think right. necessarily, oh, I'm doing this to be a hero.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it's something that I just so want everyone to hear is that character is revealed when we face a struggle and we stand firm. The scripture that comes to mind, which you've heard me quote many times, is that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and our hope will not put us to shame. So we can actually take joy in these struggles because they help God to reveal the hero in each of us. So when we look back on biblical heroes, sometimes we think that they knew they were at a critical point in the story, as though they were making history. But the truth of the matter is they didn't. They just put one foot in front of the other in faith, and they drew their strength from God, and with shaking knees and trepidation, they did the right thing and i think that's true for each of us it's not that you're not afraid it's that you see something it sets your heart on fire you you realize i can't tolerate this situation or i have to speak against this situation and there the hero is born
2: yeah i don't think they're they're going to go okay i'm going to take this action i'm going to take this step so that at some point down the road i'm going to be referred to as a hero and in fact if they do that my thought is That's not very heroic.
0: (laughs) Right. That's not a hero. That's a celebrity. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when I think of a hero, the first thing, uh, or a biblical hero, the first thing that comes to mind is a man or woman who gives themselves completely to God. And it seems to me that since the context of our time on this earth is spiritual warfare in any age, that alone is heroic to just turn from culture and your present times and say, I'm answering God's call,
2: but our secular world doesn't think that they think more. I mean, perfect point. Celebrity, you know, somebody that goes out and does a YouTube video and gets famous is a hero because they've changed somebody's life. Maybe they are, depending on on what they've done, but I don't think, you know, they're they're not thinking about the the Christian and right their, the Judeo Christian Ju- yes.
0: I, I thought about Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. You know, I love him and. I just think about how his heart was just called to action as he saw injustice, injustice which damaged the perpetrator as well as the victim of the injustice. And it was for all mankind that he answered this call and spoke in faith and truth. He had to turn his back on the world around him in order to do it. And that makes me think... Right, yeah. and so that makes me think that w- an, another trait that heroic men and women have in common is they had to turn their backs on popular culture or what was generally accepted.
2: It makes me think about Corrie Ten Boom, who, in, during the Holocaust, she hid people, and, you know, she was just, just doing them what them was right. The Holocaust. Yeah. Right,
0: because her heart couldn't tolerate it. So,
2: and put her herself in, in danger.
0: And I think it's always after we turn to God or God calls or the Holy Spirit speaks into your life and says, this is not acceptable and, and you have to come against it. So they turn their backs on the cultural codes and norms of their days and they seek God and his ways. And, you know, maybe sometimes they go back and forth, uh, King David, you know, he went back and forth, he did did. good things, he did (laughs) rough things. Uh, But it was in God's will that they found their power. And so what comes to mind is Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Only when we do things God's way can we know his power. Amen. So in our days on this planet, we're going about our, our secular lives, but we're looking at everything through the lens of faith. And so we come across a situation that's that speaks to us and we we say, I just cannot accept this. Then the Holy Spirit prompts us and gives us the opportunity to stand against it. It's not that we're sitting there saying, Wow, I'm going to be a hero. No, I don't (laughs) think it's that we're sitting there saying, I can't tolerate this situation and I must speak or act against it.
2: Or do the next right thing, as we've talked about. Do the and next they're just right thinking thing. about that, not thinking I'm going to do this and I'm going to be in the history books, you know, right. 20 years from now. And that's so important
0: years. because as we turn to God and as he speaks to our heart through the Holy Spirit, as we observe a code of conduct, I think heroes always end up living according to a code. And so if you think about Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We realize that Jesus is the code. To live with the code is valuable, but too many people make up their own codes. So to live out God's code is righteous and the key to walking in his power. And as we look at biblical heroes, when they turn to God, it's in his power that they part the Red Sea or lead the Jews out of bondage in Egypt or guide the Jews into the promised land or Paul, a murderer who becomes Christianity's greatest spokesperson. So that's amazing. And that's available to us in our days. That's available to us. These biblical heroes, they come to the point where they just can't tolerate, accept. Uh, They turn their backs on culture and, They reach to the heavens, and they say, God, help me. Uh, Like when Daniel refused to pray to the gods of the Babylonians, and he turned his back on what the people of his time said was right, because his only interest was in what God said was right. So if you look at our situation, there's so much craziness, so much buffoonery going on, that unless you turn to God, you could very well be inventing your own buffoonery. Right. So you turn to God, and you say, Lord, what is right? And then you have the courage to walk that out, which brings us to another trait that all of our heroes have in common, and that is they resist evil. Right. Can you walk in righteousness and not resist evil? I don't think so. No. At the very beginning of his ministry, remember, even Jesus had to contend with the devil. That was the very first thing that happened. So I think in some way, shape or form, each of us, as we try to step forward courageously will come against the devil as he tells you, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Who do you think you are? Just go back and lay on the sofa and start channel flipping. But that's the devil speaking into your life because why would the Holy Spirit have said to you, this situation's not acceptable. Um, this is not right. You must resist evil, resist the devil, resist those words in your head that say you're not enough. And step forward in faith, asking God to guide you to be the hero that you should be.
2: That step can just be one small, little step, tiny just today. step. And oftentimes I think we think it has to be this gigantic leap. right? And we don't feel like we are brave enough maybe to use the word courageous enough. But it can be that one little thing that we don't know will have an amazing ripple
0: effect. Right. And so it's so important because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look back at these heroes, and what we're going to see is ordinary people who faced some set of circumstances and were called by God and faced those circumstances with God and transcended whatever was going on to teach the world a lesson that has survived the passage of time and on which we can just place our faith today so all biblical heroes probably had a, a time where they said i'm not enough take moses for example he yeah. said to god
2: many times <laughs> yeah how can i
0: answer your call i stutter right and god's like fine i'll send your uh, brother with you and um there he became the father of uh the law the mosaic law and so That brings us to the last point, is that all heroes eventually acted in a kingdom-minded way. Whatever finally was the last straw, whatever finally was the last push, when they took action, it was in a kingdom-minded way, not to save themselves, but for the good of others. There's always that outward focus with a hero where he says, the people around me are more important than me. Right. As we look at these biblical heroes and as we put things together, take Rahab. Last week I spoke about Rahab who harbored the two spies as the Jews prepared to cross into the promised land at Jericho. She didn't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to be a historical figure. (laughs) She She was called... Uh, Holy Spirit gave her the opportunity and showed her how to respond. But then she walked it out. Now, where she scared. Yes. May her knees have been shaking as she uh, closed the door and they came searching for the spies. Absolutely. But that's when we talk about courage, which is action. Though you're afraid, right? You, you continue to do what is right, even though uh, it scares you. And, and, That's what real color courage is. So those biblical heroes all ended up taking action. Nobody becomes a hero for their words. No. Right.
2: I think, and this is definitely very secular. And some people may have heard this before. I often say it is they felt the fear and did it anyway. They just did it under the power, through the power of,
0: of God, of God. And they walked, they walked with him. So I guess the final point that I would want to make about biblical heroes is that they placed their trust in God. And it was by that faith that they transcended whatever challenge they were facing to show God to a watching world. And so those things go together, show God to the world. You have to show that your trust is in him. Right. And it's one of the reasons why whenever you do something right or good, you have to give credit to God. Right. Because Otherwise, those people who think that the code is theirs and they invent their own rules, they look at you being successful and they say, oh, he's just got a better set of rules than I do. Or, right. But no, you give credit to God because number one, the credit belongs to him.
2: It makes me think of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Absolutely. And the revert, I don't know if it's the reverse, but...
0: And he will judge your actions right. and he will uh, reward you. As and I can't a do it without him. Absolutely. Kind of makes me think of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, which I love and we talked about recently. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So if you wanted a, a road map, to being a hero, I think that passage is really important because it says that your trust is in God Mm -hmm. and you then gather yourself and you collect your fears and you say, uh, with Jesus to walk with me, I'm going to take every thought captive and I'm going to do this thing because this thing is right. And so what strikes me about this is that we can do the same thing. We're not spectators in this world. If not us, then who? The country needs leadership, if not Christians, right. who turn to God and say what he says is right, and I'm going to, to love this person. I'm going to engage them. I'm going to ask them questions. After I've asked them questions and I see how this is shaping up, maybe I'll disengage or maybe I'll engage further to help them. Right. Uh, we just have such an amazing opportunity, but the point that I want to communicate is It's not always other people. Sometimes
2: it's us. It's us. And we have the choice. It's the opportunity. We have the choice to act for God. And this is the time. The time is now.
0: The time is now. And it's imperative that we understand in doing so, we will have to turn our backs on the world. So you're having a discussion and it becomes a political discussion. And you're thinking, well, this person's liberal and this person's conservative and And the world has told me to place this label on this person. And the world has told me to feel this way about this person. And you turn your backs on all of that and you reject all of that. And you say, this person is an individual, fearfully and wonderfully made by a loving God with such amazing potential. I'm going to be part of their solution. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to care about them as they've never been cared about before. And I don't care what it costs me because I'm more concerned with them than I am with myself or what the world thinks of me.
2: I'm going to be a courageous Christian, not to be a hero, but to be the light in a dark world.
0: I think that's uh, very well put. I think about David, this young shepherd boy who shows up at this battle where all of his brothers are with the Israelite army. And he's just there to bring him some food. And he sees this giant across the way in front of the Philistines. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who insults the armies of the living God? And so everybody else is cowering. But he's just standing up there saying, this is wrong, this is unacceptable. He doesn't care about the fact that he's a little guy standing in front of an Israelite army that's paralyzed with fear. He turns his back on that army, musters his courage, gathers five pebbles, and goes out there, and with God, he does something that we talk about 3,000 years later. And that should embolden us as Christians. We are descendant of that love and that faith and that courage. We are... Beneath God, and all that he has, his power is ours it by It should Christ. empower us. It should empower us. And that is the truth. And speaking of truth, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture which informs our discussion. We do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it is always relevant, and that it never fails. Today our moment of truth comes from Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, therefore... Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Friends, in Christ we have divine power to demolish strongholds and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. As courageous Christians, we too can be heroes. When we give ourselves to God and turn our backs on the world and when we resist evil and take action in a kingdom-minded way, We can show our God to the world as did the heroes of the Bible. It's about hearing the words of Jesus and putting them into practice on a daily basis, just one day at a time. Our quote of the day is probably going to be somewhat shocking. This quote of the day is horrible, and I disagree with it entirely. I find it off-putting, tremendously so.
2: Yet we're quoting it.
0: (laughs) I'm quoting it. Listen closely. Ralph Waldo Emerson said self-trust is the essence of heroism. Mm. Hitler trusted himself. Was he a hero? Did he do good? Is self not the tool of the devil? So I hate this quote, but acknowledge that much of the world thinks this way. So I choose to turn my back on the world and believe that the better quote would be, God within us is the essence of heroism. Mm. It's much more appropriate And this is why when we are courageous in our faith and heroic in our righteous actions, we show our God to the world in all of his power and righteous love. So let me remind you that heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. They're not perfect people, but they are perfect for the situations in which God places them. And the same is true for us when we walk in faith. There's not some... Uh, rule book there's not some set of qualities heroes are messy people just like us i'm a mess we're all a mess i'm a mess (laughs) and in christ we are wearing robes of white and we have this amazing potential as we walk in our very simple plain lives to just say that is right that is right i'm going to treat this person this way i'm going to show them love I'm going to give my heart to this, and we place one foot in front of the other in love. In almost every Bible story, there comes a point at which the hero must choose between comfort and hardship, between God's will and the pull of the world, between doing what's easier and doing what's right, and between selfish motivations and sacrifice for a greater good. In making the harder choices, these heroes seemingly choose the more uncertain path but it is made certain by faith as they walk it out with God. And this is how we know that God is faithful and those who trust in him will not be put to shame. So as we wrap up, at the intersection of our faith and the secular world, we can be heroic and show our God to the world through the circumstances of our lives as we walk in faith. And that is courageous Christianity. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ, God bless and semper Fi.